0: So, Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh, yeah. Nate is
1: the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course, the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me well that's not true yeah but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever oh
0: for sure if you're looking to visit Walt Disney World Disneyland sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney our friend Nate from Main Street and more travel can help make your vacation dreams come true no question sweetie and if you've listened to our show
1: for any time at all You know we're big fans of high-end experiences, and that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or
0: your family. Heck, You may even save money if discounts become available, because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no
1: extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch
0: service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to more.com Fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. ¶¶ Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, very hardworking... Disney Easter egg hunt-loving wife and co-host Michelle.
1: <laughs> Thank you, honey, and happy Easter, everybody.
0: That's right. We are recording this, and this episode is dropping on Sunday, April 9th, 2023. It is Easter, so a very happy Easter to everyone out there who celebrates this right. holiday. Yeah, It is uh, fun. We're Luckily, I have the day off for this holiday, and so, so that's why wonderful. we're able to record and drop this episode on the same day. Cool. Cool. I love cool, it. Cool. Very exciting. Thank you for joining us today. It may not be actually on Easter. You may be listening <laughs> to this later, but we appreciate you joining us whenever you are. get the chance to listen to any one of our episodes. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. So the very best place to find us is on our own website, Podcast.com. also we are on social media you can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast if you are on Facebook why don't you come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group that's right we love hearing
1: from people and getting to celebrate the fun things that are happening in everybody's lives or just good news that they have to share with everybody.
0: For sure. It could be Disney related or it could just be personal stuff that you want to share. Um, we love hearing all of it. We love celebrating all of it on that Facebook group. Yeah. Also we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast or you can just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our Gmail account Podcast at gmail.com yeah, we love hearing from you. We do. For so many, many reasons, we love hearing from you. Whether it's to ask a question, to comment on something, even if it's just to say hi, we love hearing from you. Yeah, thanks for those of you who do write. There's some that, that
1: kind of regularly write to us, which yes. we appreciate.
0: Yes, uh, we appreciate that anybody who writes to us regularly, or those of you who just every once in a while will want to drop some information on us, Or, like I said, just say hi. We appreciate you all. Now, before we get into this week's show, we always like to take a look back at the week that was because, you know, this is the Disney show of positivity. We love to point out those positive moments from the prior week before we get into this week's episode. So, we take a look back at my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's (laughs) awesome, fantastic, all things great in the world. You know, she does the best research. You're going to hear a little bit about that in (laughs) a little bit. She definitely has the best lists and oh my goodness, does she have the best tips? (laughs) Well, she also almost always has the best, my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week?
1: There were a number of things to choose from, but um, I think the one that I really think topped everything was the fact that I got to this week meet my nephew's brand new baby boy who is a Adorable, And, you know, my nephew is just such an awesome person. His wife is so lovely and charming. And to see them with a brand new baby was exciting and uh, such a wonderful
0: special day. That's great. I'm so glad I did not get to go because I, I was working that day. But you journeyed down to Miami yeah. to go see the entire crew along with your, your uh, sister and mm-hmm. brother-in-law. Right. And it sounded, I saw the pictures. It looked like it was a lot of fun. It, yeah. It, He's an adorable little, Um, little child. He
1: is. He's just so, so, so cute. Yeah. And, you know, we had such a great time and they're such grace hosts. They are such grace hosts. Boy, I can't talk. You're you're graceful today. (laughs) Yes. But anyways, they're wonderful hosts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I guess we better move on since I'm
0: just tongue tied. No. (laughs) Yeah, you want to move on to more of me because I'm never tongue tied. No, that never happens.
1: Yeah. But what about you? What was your favorite?
0: Thing in <laughs> Quick, move away. <laughs> Nothing to see look, here. Look over there. It's squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite thing from this week, well, it kind of actually goes back to before the last episode dropped um, because we recorded a little early last week. So technically it's kind of a week and a day. Okay. My favorite thing from this week. I have to go back to San Diego State's men's basketball mm-hmm. team uh, winning in their first ever attempt in the final four right. uh, on a buzzer beater to reach the national yes. championship game. It was amazing. They were down by 14 uh, midway through the second half battled back hit that buzzer beater at the end and everybody went crazy it was so cool to see and we're just so happy for them uh to make it to the national championship game unfortunately they ran into a very good team or at least a team that is playing very well right now in UConn. congratulations to the huskies on winning the national championship even in that game uh, the Aztecs—they battled as much as they could. It was—it was uphill almost the entire mm-hmm. game. Uh, they cut it to within five, five yeah. uh, near the end of it, but just it. it uh, the Huskies were just too much in the end, and um, they ended up prevailing. But still, what a great season for San mm-hmm. Diego State. We are so proud of that team, and uh, it, it was just a great run.
1: Yeah, 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 exciting game. Yes, disappointed at the turnout. But uh, like you said, it was just so wonderful to see that team get that far along to where yeah. they actually – played in the championship.
0: Yeah, so. incredibly exciting. Nothing that I ever... I didn't know if I ever expected San Diego State to be playing in the Final Four, much less the national championship right. game. But, and definitely not this year. Um, it was just completely caught off guard by that. I yeah. knew they were a tournament team. I knew that they could win a game or two. Um, to make it as far as they did was amazing. And it was just, like I said, a fantastic run. So, yeah. very proud of very them. Good. And uh, congratulations again to the Aztecs and congratulations to the UConn Huskies and all their fans as well. Yeah. Now we did get some my favorite yeah, things from this say, week we from a couple ones, of yeah. our Hyperion adventurers. I'll start with Jonathan in Portland who said, "My favorite thing this week was celebrating my sister Andrea's Andrea's Andrea's. I hope I got it right for you. Either way, <laughs> just 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 play which one I got right there." <laughs> Uh, 40th birthday Ooh. we went to a place that had private karaoke rooms i like that
1: i know i was yeah. so excited when i saw that i was yeah. like oh i didn't know that
0: and we ended up doing almost entirely disney songs and tom you would have loved it because we did quite a few from frozen it sounds like just in my house every day yeah <laughs> a private karaoke with frozen songs being sung and only by me. But those are only in your
1: head, honey. This, <laughs> this is actual music being played and people singing. But okay. <laughs> no, no, that happens. If you if there were cameras around this house,
0: it would <laughs> not funny. be a pretty sight. It would not be a pretty sight, but uh, it would probably be something similar to that. Yes. We also got something from Tony, the Disney dad. Mm. This one um, could have also been our other favorite thing from this week, but we're not going to steal his thunder because his favorite thing from this week he says, We are now a family of six. We officially adopted the two foster siblings that have been with us for almost three years congratulations, yes. Tony. Woo-hoo. Congratulations to your wife, Jen. Yes. Uh, that was, that's amazing news.
1: I know. It really is. I couldn't believe that it was already close to three years, but i so happy for you. And thank you for sharing the pictures too. You have an amazingly adorable family um, and we're just so lucky to call you our friends.
0: Yes. And um, it couldn't happen to two nicer people yeah. or a nicer family. Uh, so glad that their family is now complete. Um, and I know that there've been some trials and tribulations over the last right. few years, uh, with those foster siblings, but, um, that it's all come through and now they're officially, right. not that they haven't been a part of your family. They've been a part of family sure. for years yes. now that they're officially legally a part of your family. That's wonderful, wonderful, exciting news. Yeah. And, um,
1: they as well as your other two boys are so fortunate to have such amazing parents. Mm-hmm.
0: They're all great kids. Yeah, all great kids. Uh, he went on to say and he didn't need to do this, but he said special thanks to Tom and Michelle for being so supportive of us during this journey. So we didn't do anything. Yeah, um, they're just so sweet. But thank you for saying that you guys are just great. You're great people and you, you deserve every all the happiness in the world. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're, you you both are so, so sweet, and so kind to have, have even said that. Um, but yeah, we're just, like I said, we're always awestruck at how amazing you are. The fact that you, that you did take on that journey, which, you know, you did share, had some challenges associated with it. Um, but, but you saw the, the goal at the end and you made it happen for these kids. So So congratulations. That
0: is awesome. And yes, congratulations. As Michelle said, that's great. So that's a look back at last week. Let's go ahead and move on to this week's stuff. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including great news for those of you that have been waiting for your chance to pick up a Walt Disney World annual pass. Mm -hmm. If you love Magic Van Plus and Disney Cruise Line, well, we have some good news for you as well. And there was a lot, I mean, a ton of exciting news from a galaxy far, far away or at least from London, (laughs) that we learned this week. We'll tell you a little bit about that as well. And of course, we complete our Hyperion 100 Years of Disney Storytelling Bracket Madness with our final four and championship matchups. Find out which Disney attraction experience, resort or restaurant ends up on top. And also, of course, who will win our fun Disney prize package as well? We'll be telling you all about yeah, that very yeah. soon.
1: And there was a couple of interesting uh, announcements
0: at the shareholder meeting this week Oh, well. Maybe Michelle will share a little bit of that <laughs> as well. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. So this week's main topic, obviously it is Easter Sunday as we're recording this and dropping this episode. So of course, you know, what else would we do besides a little Easter egg hunt, right Michelle? That's right. Yeah. So we decided last year, I think we did Easter eggs in a lot of the movies yeah. and, yep. and uh, I think we may have done some series too, but a lot of the stuff you see on the screen. Um, This time we decided to go and delve into some of the Easter eggs that can be found uh, throughout the Disney parks. Yeah, mainly the attractions
1: because actually there's some cool things in uh, some of the restaurants but that may be a topic for next year. Yes, we <laughs> extend our topics yes. as much as we
0: possibly can.
1: <laughs> well, plus there's just so much information. Even just trying oh, to yeah. narrow down for oh, today's episode was kind of a challenge.
0: We are not going to get to even close. Not even we're, we're going to get a very small percentage of the Easter eggs that are throughout the, the right. Disney Imagineers have put throughout these attractions in these parks, but. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun doing this anyway, and uh, I think we're going to find some cool stuff. Maybe some you already know, maybe some you don't. Yeah. But, uh, hopefully some of the more
1: either newer ones or things that you may not have, that may not get as much uh, notification sure. in different areas. So. Sure. And I
0: think we're going to break this down by uh, the different resorts. So Michelle is going to handle the Walt Disney World Resort, I'm, and she's going to do it much better than me. <laughs>
1: I don't know. And I'm
0: going to do the Disneyland Resort and not do nearly as well as Michelle. (laughs) You're funny. Because we know Michelle does the best research. I'm not even going to try and compete with that because I can't. I just can't. (laughs) There's no chance at it. So uh, how do you want to start this, Michelle? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Whichever way you prefer. Um, I guess uh, let's get the worst of it out of the way first. (laughs) So I will go first and we'll look at the Disneyland Resort. It was the of course the the first of the Walt Disney's mm-hmm. uh, big theme parks. so we'll start there and I'm we'll gonna start right as you first get into the Disneyland Resort and that is of course the Disneyland Railroad mm-hmm. because there's a fun one right on there that you, may or may not know about if you happen to hop on the disneyland land railroad and make the grand circle tour Mm -hmm. uh if you get over by new orleans square you may hear the sound of a telegraph tapping away Mm. Mm -hmm. i have noticed that yeah it's in morse code of course Mm -hmm. um and it's not just gibberish by the way if you're wondering what they are tapping away on that telegraph machine, the message that is being sent is a paraphrased version of Walt Disney's original Disneyland opening day speech. Here's what it says. The clicks say, quote, to all that come to Disneyland, welcome here. Age relives, relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. End quote. So just the change of adding, um, you know, this happy place they right. it says Disneyland, Disneyland specifically instead within it. But kinda interesting. I always wondered what that was as I would right. travel by yes. it myself. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I guess um I like I like you mentioned when you mentioned it, it's like, yeah, I have heard that, but I never realized that it was actually relaying some information, so cool, cool. Very cool, so that's
0: interesting information there. Let's go ahead and head over to Adventureland for my next one, and we're gonna go to the Indiana Jones Adventure, one of our favorite attractions within the Disneyland Resort. Uh, And there's some great things, right, especially within the queue there. Lots of interesting stuff that you can check out there. I'm just gonna go through a couple of them. Uh, If you love finding hidden Mickeys, there's a really good one in the queue there. Uh, If you peek into Indy's office as you go through there, you may spot Mickey and Minnie featured on the front of a 1930s copy of Life magazine that's laying on his desk right there. So, you know, just an animated glory right right there on the desk. So, you know, usually the hidden Mickeys are kind of some things that are put together. Right. Kind of this one is actually it's them (laughs) right there on the desk. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Also in Indy's office, you may find a nod to both Star Wars and Indiana Jones films. Uh, The office wall in the queue is made of crates, including one labeled, Deliver to Club Obi-Wan. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, of course, a tribute to Star Wars uh, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, our favorites. And the opening sequence of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, where they go into club obi-wan there so, oh yeah. that's right yes yeah. so yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a two-fold easter egg right, right
1: yes and it makes sense um with george lucas being involved in right all those films mm-hmm.
0: um back to new orleans square and we'll visit the haunted mansion mm. our, one of our favorite attractions for sure Uh, This one you may already know about, but I think it's fun anyways, especially for anybody who doesn't know this. Uh, The organ in the ballroom scene is actually, it's the real Captain Nemo's pipe organ from the 1954 classic 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Nice. Yeah, it is the actual one that you see within the film. Wow, very cool. Uh, It was repainted and refitted with uh, a bat-shaped music stand and a few other spooky details (laughs) to kind of make it fit in within the... Uh, The ballroom scene there. Uh, By the way, the organs in the other haunted mansions that you will find around the world um, are exact replicas of that Disneyland one. You know, as close as you can get to it. But that is the real one that you see in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I think there were some extra pipes involved with it Mm -hmm. in in the film. But they've taken that off, added those spooky details, and that's what you find now in the Haunted Mansion. Oh,
1: cool! We'll have to watch the beginning of, uh, or I don't know if it's at the beginning, but on the film and see the see what it looked like right. before it made its trek right. to Disneyland. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and head over to Tomorrowland now, and we'll head to Star Tours. Uh, the adventure continues, because there's <laughs> a couple cool things that happen in there. Yeah. Of course, all sorts of interesting stuff happens uh, throughout it. Um, of course, uh, the flight number always remains the same. It's mm-hmm. one of our favorite things. You know, 1401.
1: 1401. That's us. <laughs>
0: Uh, 1401, that number has a special shout out, by the way, to the Imagineers who created the attraction and the, all all the attractions throughout the Disneyland and Walt Mm -hmm. Disney World Resort, uh, because that is the street address for Walt Disney Imagineering. They are located at 1401, 1401, (laughs) Flower Street in Glendale, California. So that's where that number comes from. If you've ever wondered why it's always flight 1401. Yeah, that's cool.
1: And actually, fourteen oh one comes into play in some other uh, attractions too, so there it's kind of cool that they 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 use that theme.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, also, while you're in the queue, you want to may, may want to play a little extra attention to some of the overhead announcements that you hear there, because mm-hmm. there's a couple that are you know if you if you're paying close attention, uh, they might be interesting. Uh, one you might hear uh, a page for Egrog Sakul and Mott Warham. <laughs> Uh, they are the backwards names of of course George Lucas right. <laughs> who's the creator of Star Wars and Tom Morrow right okay who was the, uh, the the host of various Disney attractions including interventions and flight to the moon over time so, right. uh, also you might be able to hear uh, a a Land Speeder with the license plate of THX 1138 uh, Mm. or 1138 also paged, which is, of course, referencing George Lucas's very first film.
1: Yeah, his directorial debut. Yeah,
0: it was actually a student film Mm. to begin with, and then they expanded it to uh, make it a theatrical release Ah, film. Okay, cool. Uh, So interesting stuff. Uh, also, um, before the space at Disneyland that uh, housed Star Tours was there, there was one of my favorite attractions growing up. Actually, before Star Tours, uh, which was called Adventure Through Inner Space, Ooh, in that exact right. same spot. Now, for those of you who don't know this attraction, it was a dark ride that allowed guests with the aid of the mighty microscope <laughs> to shrink down to the size of an atom and you explore uh, the workings of a snowflake. Oh, you wow. gradually get, uh, you know, through you know, Imagineering magic, you get smaller uh, <laughs> as the attraction went on. Uh, the giant iconic microscope that was used as the centerpiece of uh, Adventure Through Inner Space um, was there kind of in, you would see it uh, where R2-D2 and C-3PO now are oh, okay. as you kind uh-huh. of walk in through the attraction. huh? Uh, but then, uh, you know, obviously that's gone now. It's replaced yep. by those two wonderful droids, but the Mighty's microscope is... Still in the attraction. you tell. Yeah. Um, if you happen to go through one of the possible endings, the one where you zoom through the Death Star, as you're going through it, if you look just to your left as you exit the space station, uh-huh. you'll be able to spot the mighty microscope wow. there. Wow. So apparently it's found a new home <laughs> out there in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. I'm glad to see it lives on somewhere.
1: Very cool. Yeah, I, I've i never been on that attraction. I never went to Disneyland when that was there. But I have seen a lot of things, like whether it's been pictures and books, or um, I think I've seen some YouTube of it as well and it looked like a cool ride yeah so that's nice that they it was, it was kinda... one of my favorites i'm yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm really bummed it kind of went away i just loved it as a kid it right. was just kind of hokey and fun sure but i, I kind of loved it you know i wouldn't mind seeing them bring it back in some way shape or form someplace right but, uh, don't get me wrong. I prefer Star Tours over it. Yeah, you know, of course. Now, especially. And by the way, um, I, this will, I'll just go ahead and tell this now because it would be part of my announcements later in mm-hmm. my Disney stories of the week. They announced in the Star Wars and Disney Parks panel at Star Wars Celebration just a little bit ago before we were recording this that's why it's not technically in my notes but uh that star tours the adventure continues we'll be adding some new destinations mm-hmm. in the future so i am be interested to see uh where the journey might right. take you uh coming up I, it's always fun when you find something brand new on right, star tours right. i mean sometimes you, you it seems like you're going through a lot of the same mm-hmm. journeys as a matter of fact you can predict a lot of times like uh ah, we're going to kashik or right. ah, we're going to tatooine, <laughs> tatooine. yeah um uh, uh, this time, I'm looking forward to finding out some exciting new stuff that's going to come in the future.
1: Yeah, it's always fun when they add new new destinations mm-hmm. to that attraction. It keeps mm-hmm. it fresh and mm-hmm. fun to go to.
0: Let's head over to Toontown and a brand new addition to yes. Toontown at Disneyland and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at the Disneyland Resort. Of course, mm-hmm. it's been at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney World Resort for a while, right. but it's really, really new at uh, Disneyland. Um, and it's cute. It's got a ton of cool stuff that you can find within that Ooh. queue. Some obvious, some hidden. And most are very, let's just call them, pun <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they are very punny. Uh, as you enter the queue, it starts with a collection of posters advertising films that may seem familiar to you. To you. They're a little bit tunified and, Ooh. like I said, very punny. <laughs> Uh, you can keep your eyes out for references to fan-favorite Disney films, such as posters depicting Mickey blasting off as the Mouseketeer, oh. <laughs> not the Rocketeer, the Mouseketeer, or Scrooge McDuck starring in the Scroogiest Millionaire.
1: <laughs> it's funny. This kind of reminds me of uh, that scene in Zootopia where yeah. the guy had the, mm-hmm. uh, the the videos that he was selling and they had kind of... Zootopia-fied them
0: right right That's I mean there's so a fun. lot of that going on like in uh, it's tough to be a bug they have like bug related oh, sure. uh, posters yeah, right. uh, yeah. within that you can still find that at Disney's Animal Kingdom it's not at uh, Disneyland not right. at Disney California Adventure anymore but you can still find that there also you might find posters to High School Goofical 3 <laughs> which is a movie I really now need to see <laughs> and the Chipmunk Trap oh wow take right. off on the Parent Trap of yep. course uh, moving on, uh, the Mickey Through the Ears exhibit, mm, pun, okay. pun, pun, uh, which is curated by Minnie Mouse and the Toontown Historic, or excuse me, Hysterical Society. <laughs> it's not historical, it's hysterical. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, they showcase milestones in uh, Mickey's career, some moments, including uh, the Steamboat Wheel from Steamboat Willie. Nice. Some of these are going to be out of front. I mean, they're kind of Easter eggs, but they're things that are going to be right out front as you're going yeah. through the queue there. And of course, his disco duds uh, from the Mickey Mouse disco album. Wow. You know, that became very famous yes, in the yes. 70s. Yeah. Um. Uh, you may find a concession stand as you're going through there because you're heading to the theater, of course, right. as you're going to Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, and there are some uh, delicious details shouting out uh, some 90s classics there as well, like McDuck's Chocolate Coins. <laughs> Take a swim through those and yes. dive in and swim through those. Or how about Power Limes? <laughs> uh, Power, Line. Power yeah. Limes. Power Limes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yum. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And if those are too newfangled for you, you might want to try the laugh O'Grams, grams spelled like Graham Crackers. Crackers. Oh, <laughs> <cool>. instead. <laughs> Wish they really sold those. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, of course, you can't go to a movie premiere without popcorn. If you look closely at the popcorn inside the concession counter window, you might discover that this next has some unusual shapes. Ooh. Maybe look a little like Mickey, a little like Minnie, maybe mm. even Donald. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And over at the cash registers, you can keep your eyes out for prices that have been rung up that may reference the date of Mickey's debut. So take a look at that there. Very cool. As well. Uh, I always want to take a journey over to Disney California Adventure for the next one I have Mm -hmm. for you. And of course... Uh, in a space run by the collector you're bound to find some interesting items. Yeah, it makes sense. Over at the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout, you know, you're going to find some cool stuff there and apparently Tantalear T-Von is a fan of the Matterhorn because if you look up within the rafters there. You might just happen to see a version of the abominable snowman <laughs> straight from the miterhorn bobsleds right there. Nice. Mm-hmm. And while looking at his office, you might be able to spot a bellhops hat from the world-famous Hollywood Tower Hotel. I don't know why that would be in that attraction. <laughs> it right? does yeah. a lot of Not sense. because it was already there but before. <laughs> m- m- maybe Ted Tivon stayed there at some point. I don't know. Um, but, you know, just yeah. take a look for it just the same anyway. Uh, Finally, I want to wrap up my... Easter eggs from the Disneyland Resort with our favorite Easter egg. It's one we've talked about several times and it's going back to Disneyland Park itself and over to Critter Country and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Of course this attraction was placed in the same space that used to be the home of Country Bear Jamboree. Pouring one out for Country Bear Jamboree at the Disneyland Resort right right now. Uh, They still have a fairly nice link to that ride, the ride's predecessor though within it. um, If you're leaving as you're on the attraction and as you're leaving the heffalumps and woozles crazy (laughs) room um, as you just exit that part take a look up and behind you because you might see a little piece of that former attraction there that's right max buff and melvin are still keeping watch over that area yeah. um, they're up there on the wall. You, 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 definitely don't want to miss it as you're going through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very much near the end of the attraction and we love it. It's one of those things that's just so fun to see. Uh, we've tried to get good photos of it and they it's, just it's never, so quick. Yeah, you just really so can't. Quick. And it's behind you in, in the car that you're in the, the honeycomb or whatever that you're yeah, in. It's like a hive hive. Yeah. yeah. Um, is kind of tall, so it's sometimes hard to. Really yeah, you, you can see it
0: better actually from the front row. Right. I mean, if you have people behind you, they'll wonder what you're looking at as you <laughs> yes. turn around. But because of that, it kind of has that high back. It's tougher to see in the right. back row. But yeah, yeah. If you're especially if you're in the front row, take a look back as you get to that point. Yeah. And uh, you can see uh, Max, Buff, and Melvin. Yeah. There. That's um, very just, cool. Just kind of chilling out. So that's my very stuff. Good. Now good let's job, get sweetie. the good stuff here. No, let's go know. ahead and get to Michelle's <laughs> list of Easter eggs from the Walt Disney World
1: resort. Oh, you're sweet. And, you know, and again, try not to you know, capture, we can't capture all of them. It no, take forever. I mean, we're not even close. <laughs> yeah, right, not, right. I, mean,
0: I I gave like seven out of a billion right, that are in right. Disneyland.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I'm gonna do similar. Um, so starting over at Animal Kingdom at the uh, dinosaur attraction. Um, now, it used to be uh, the Countdown to Extinction, which was originally sponsored by McDonald's. That was back um, 98 to 2008. Um, so if you're um, in the final room of the attractions queue and you look up, like I always tell you, look up, um, in the loading dock, there's three pipes there and their colors. There's red, yellow, and white. And on each of those pipes is a, a series of numbers and chemical compounds printed on them. And that's the chemical formula for ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise See. as kind of a nod to McDonald's and know. their you know little uh, condiments there. In case you want a McDino burger. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, also at that same attraction is another nod to that countdown to extinction on the far wall in the loading area. There's some stenciled posts um, and a lot of them will have uh, sector CTX, but there's one in particular that has sector CTX WDI AK98. And that, you know, the CTX is to nod to countdown to extinction. Uh, the WDI is for Walt D Walt Disney Imagineering and AK-98 is Animal Kingdom's opening year of 1998. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. So very, very cool. Um, Staying in Animal Kingdom, let's talk about Avatar Flight of Passage. Now, uh, there's so many there, but I'm just going to really focus on two. Um, In the queue, there is, um, just before you enter the forest section, uh, there's a rusted metal wall, and it has on there, um, kind of like in gold lettering, JC Shoring. And then underneath that is 08 016 54. And the JC is for James Cameron, mm-hmm. you know, who did the movie. And then Actually, his birthday is August sixteenth, nineteen fifty four. So yeah. that's the code that goes along with that. Very cool. Um, in the laboratory room, there are, um, you know, and that's the one where the you have the big floating avatar. Oh yeah, feature in there, um, and so it's kind of you kind of get distracted looking at that. But there are some very cool um, references there to Avatar. Um, and the people who inspired Animal Kingdom to, you know, first of all, to be opened. So on the shelf, there's a baseball. And then next to it, you can find a book called uh, Reason for Hope, A Spiritual Journey. And it's by Jane Goodall. Oh, it's wow. actually, you know, one of her books. And that was because she was really involved in the creation of Disney's Animal Kingdom and as well as all their cons- conservation efforts at Disney. So, um, in fact, she even awarded the Walt Disney Company the Jane Goodall Global Leadership Award in 2011. Oh, cool. Because of all their their conservation efforts. Nice. So, Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, go on over to Hollywood Studios to Tower of Terror. And, um, I mean, that place has a Cabillion, a cabillion. Wow, them. that's yeah. a lot. I know, I know. Really but I, I just want to point out one that you know I thought was cute in the library. Um, you might see a dusty trumpet there if you're looking around, um, and and that comes from one of the original Twilight Zone, where somebody's playing a trumpet. But underneath that trumpet is uh, some sheet music, and the title of the song of that sheet music is. What exclamation point? No Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Qu- question mark. What kind of party is this? Question mark. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> so, um, now you talked about Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway over mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Well, at Walt Disney World, there's a bunch there. Um, first of all, one of them, I don't know if you'd call this an Easter egg, but I just love how the cars that you're riding in, they, they use a special painting technique have actually make it look like it's a cartoon Mm because everything in there is supposed to look like it's part of animation right so i thought that was cute but um and this one i i know we noticed it the last time we're in Uh, there is the um i works and you works water works Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, water treatment plant and um that that is to pay homage to legend of i works um, and there also is another example of 1401. There is a 1401. Four, I know 1401 Flower Shop, which because again it's 1401 Flower Street, ah. um, that the Imagineers' uh, headquarters are at in Glendale. Um, and then throughout it, you you can spot some other references to uh, 1901 and 1928, and and that's to reference Walt Disney's date of birth and Mickey Mouse date of birth. All right, let's go to Epcot. Center.
0: Ooh, let's go to Epcot. Yeah, it's Epcot. one of our favorite yes. places.
1: Um, and there at test track. Um, there, there's a lot of things there. But I, and I'm saying that to everything. Obviously, I'm sorry to be repetitive. But this one is shortly after your vehicle goes outside. And this you have like a split second to see it you have to look up. Um, but they have some signs outside. Uh, they're they're kind of like triangular in shape. Um, and and they really are uh, recognizing th- the former way of that attraction, which was World of Motion. And uh, the first one is a sign that says FN2BFRE, and that stands Fun to be Free, which is mm-hmm. the musical song from um, that ride. Um, and it also has the original logo, which is kind of like some... Um, seas that are growing on uh, Mm -hmm. over each other i don't know how to describe it better than that um you know uh but i thought that was pretty cool that they have that there's there's some other signs obviously um in magic kingdom now at the many adventures of winnie the pooh now you talked about how that was changed from uh country bear jamboree and how they they put left part of that attraction there. Well, in this one, um, this actually took over Mr. Toad's wild ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go into Owl's house, when you when the, your car is getting into Owl's house, if you, if you look up to the left, you can see a picture of Mr. Toad handing the deed over to mm-hmm. Owl. You know, kind of like, okay, it's your place yep. now.
0: I'm leaving, we're just gonna be on the West Coast now. Yes,
1: yes. Um, and also still in Magic Kingdom, there's the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak over in Fantasyland. And that's one of those areas where kids can, you know, go and get wet, (laughs) cool off, cool zone, wet zone. Um, and, and it's made up of these, um, train cars, kind of like from the Dumbo film. Now each car has a number on the back of them and the numbers are 71,
0: 82, 89, and 98
1: any mm. ideas what those represent
0: well 71 is the opening of walt disney world that's right very right. good uh you have to uh, just go I, ahead and I, I forgot the numbers yeah 82
1: was for epcot opening oh uh and 89 was for the studios opening mm. year and 98 was animal okay Kingdom. so it's all the parks all the parks yep um and then on uh slinky dog which is back at the studio. Sorry, I jumped around on that That's one. okay. <laughs> We're park hopping today. I know, We're park hopping. I know, really. I thought I was keeping them all by the park, but uh, probably not here. <laughs> um, but anyways, that one, if, if you're going to go into the ride, um, the standby line Sign is this like this um, circular sign? It's actually representing a dog tag, and when you pass that and look on the back side of it, uh, you'll see Buster listed on, which is <laughs> Andy's dog, right? Buster. So cool. Yeah. So, anyways, four parks and just a few uh, attractions here that I wanted to highlight. Some things that, again, uh, hopefully these aren't as the more common ones that people talk about and hopefully you found some fun things there To if you haven't seen them next time you go journey on these attractions you might watch yeah,
0: them. a little bit of easter eggs out there easter eggs um i like i like i thought michelle's list was far <laughs> far better than my <laughs> list uh, because she does the best research so she had the far better list but Uh, We would love to know what uh, Disney Parks Easter eggs are. Some of your favorites. Are there some that, well, I know there's a ton that we left off the list here. So you probably have some out there that you've noticed or that you know about that are your favorites that you enjoy checking out every time you're in one of these wonderful attractions. Please send them to us and we'll share them on an upcoming show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that is our Disney Parks Easter egg hunt. much fun. I love the care and imagination and just the interesting things the Walt Disney Imagineers uh, put throughout these attractions, right. through the queues, through the attractions themselves. It's just, it, it, it always is, it's what helps make your day at the Disney parks that much more magical. Right, especially the ones that are just
1: a lot more obscure, so once you do find out about them, they're kind of fun to take a look at. Um, I know that you know some Easter eggs are a lot more apparent that you would know right, you would recognize them right away. But it's fun to find some of the ones that are, you know, a little less noticeable for sure
0: for sure so i hope we got some good ones there for you and again we'd love to hear yours what are your favorites the ones that we left off our list because there's a ton yeah there are so many a cabillion as michelle (laughs) said there are a cabillion
1: and as i reminded you through each one that i was gonna do
0: Uh, before we get to our Disney Stories of the Week, we need to complete our Hyperion 100 Years of Disney Storytelling Madness Bracket Results. We need to go through the final four, the final two, and name our champion as well as who has won our wonderful Disney prize package that we have put together. Now, if you don't remember from our last episode, here are the group, the participants in our final four from the attraction, the Disney park attractions bracket. It is rise of the resistance. And that will be going up against from the uh, experiences, right? I'm sorry. I don't have it on my list here. Yes. Yes. Uh, It will be the cars land. So it's rise of the resistance versus cars land over on the other side in the small screen, uh, big and small screen stories bracket it is Beauty and the Beast, and it will be going up against the Resorts and Restaurants mm-hmm. uh, bracket winner, which was the Galactic Star Cruiser. Mm. So, let's go ahead and find out who won each of those. Did you, by the way, did you have any of those left on your list?
1: I actually had on the 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 first set of brackets. I had both Rise of the Resistance and Carsland. Wow, Not I enough. only
0: had one left on mine, and that was. Uh, let me see, what did I have left? I had Rise of the Resistance left on mine. I was the only one that made it through to the final four. So you can already tell how Michelle and I did and who <laughs> might be ahead when we come up with our final results here. I don't know what we had. So Rise of the Resistance versus Cars mm-hmm. Land. Did you have one of those coming out on top? Yes, I did. I had Cars Land. Oh. And I had, no, I had, because I had Happily Ever After. Right. Yeah. making it through yeah. which got eliminated a long time ago uh but it was Carsland that does move on nice. to the, the championship matchup and it will go up against the winner between beauty and the beast a classic disney animated mm-hmm. film and the new two-day wonderful star cruise through a galaxy far far away galactic star cruiser we didn't either of us had one of those in our no, list right no.
1: i had mary poppins still that got eliminated and uh, also polly recently. yeah i think i had
0: mary poppins again something that got eliminated very yeah. very early on uh going up against um oh i had the wilderness lodge um mm-hmm. getting through on the other side so i was way off <laughs> way off both got eliminated early Uh, So the victor in that matchup was Beauty and the Beast. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So it moves up to take off Cars Land. Uh, Michelle, did you have Cars Land winning? I I didn't have either of these two. Did you have Cars Land winning the whole thing? I did have Cars Land
1: winning the whole thing.
0: But would they officially win the whole thing? I don't
1: know. You tell me. Beauty
0: and the Beast, classic Disney animation, Carsland, possibly the most immersive land within any Disney park. It's arguably right. so. Who would win? And our champion yeah. is Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm happy for Beauty and the Beast <laughs> to win. True. That is great. Is it's is very <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> Carsland would have been a great choice right. too. But Beauty and the Beast winning out, that is Makes fantastic. Yeah. That is... The champion of our Hyperion 100 years of storytelling madness bracket this year. Woohoo! Yes, congratulations, Beauty and the Beast, and the entire team that put that together. I'm sure this is a bigger award than <laughs> any of the Golden Globes, getting nominated for an Oscar, right. or any of those things. This is the biggest thing for them. Sure. So <laughs> we will accept this award in their stead since they are not with us today. Now, but let's get to uh, what you're probably more interested in: who will win our yes, wonderful we've Disney got the prize most package? Overall. I'm going to tell you, it wasn't even close. Oh, we had one participant who named in their list they had three of the four final four. Wow, in there, that was probably enough to win them right there. Yeah, but they also had one of those move on to the final two. I guess you had to if you had three yeah, of the four, right. you would have to have one of those move on. Moved on to the final two and they picked the champion Ooh. as well so they crushed everybody wow. i mean it was not like i said it wasn't even close there were some people that put out some some great um lists out there i'm going to shout out ryan right now who picked out 29 of the first 32 wow. in the first round started to fizzle a little bit after there. That's why, unfortunately, he didn't win it off. But 29 out of 32, only three misses in the first round. That's pretty impressive. But as I said, in weeks prior, it multiplies as you go on. So as you have... These winners move on. Right. Every time you get a win, it's worth more points. Right. So that's why so even
1: he, if you didn't get a lot at the beginning. But right. He, if he you have
0: it. people in the final, if you have some of these in the final four, right. the final two, the national or the championship, mm-hmm. um, it, you it, it probably benefited you well. And it did to our Victor, who is Tony from New Jersey. Oh my
1: gosh. Woohoo!
0: Tony in New Jersey with a whopping one hundred and fifty two points. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Wow. Uh, it's incredible. Um, just to compare it, I ended up with 65 points. <laughs> wow. Yes. Michelle beat me, as she probably should, <laughs> no. with 75 points. Ooh,
1: cool, cool. So
0: congratulations, wow. Tony. We will be in touch to get you your Disney prize package.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope you like all the the things that we put together. Some some fun things to do, some decorations for your house, some Thanks for the kitchen. Right.
0: Uh, Thanks to everybody who took part of it. Again, it was your choices that ended up deciding who won this. Obviously it wasn't mine because (laughs) I was way down the list here. (laughs) Um, So thank you very much for participating. We're looking forward to doing this again next year. I think Michelle almost already has next year's one. Some ideas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I just love all the participation. I mean, uh, you all are great. So many people participating this year, I think way more than last year. And so Uh, we had,
0: we had a great, uh, we had a great group uh, get in there and uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll put together, we're already starting to put together our prize package for next year. So get ready for that uh, for next, uh, you know, February, March. April, apparently. Uh, <laughs> we'll get that all together for you next year. Now, let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. We've got several for you this week. I'll start with great news for those of you that have been waiting for your chance to pick up a Walt Disney World annual pass. Mm-hmm. This from the Disney Parks blog, they said, if you've been one of the many Walt Disney World fans asking about annual passes, then we've got great news for you. New sales of the Disney Incredipass, Disney Sorcerer Pass, and Disney Pirate Pass will resume and can be purchased online beginning on April 20th. Yeah, You are already, if you're a Florida resident, already be able to purchase the Pixie Pass, which is the... Yeah, the one that has the most blockout right, dates right. and everything else. Well, now these other passes are going to become available for a limited time. Uh, you may want to jump on this. Also, for eligible DVC members, uh, we've got great news for you, too, as you'll have that opportunity to get that DVC uh, Disney Sorcerer Pass beginning on April Mm Thirteenth, so even earlier uh, than the the general public can get their other passes. So uh, remember that sorcerer pass is only available for DVC members and for Florida residents. So know that going in for that one.
1: Yeah, and if you are subscribed to our newsletter, you got the link uh, in the newsletter of how to make those online purchases.
0: There you go, because Michelle does such a great job with the <laughs> newsletter. You would never get that when I was doing the newsletter. <laughs> Michelle is totally on top of it. So here's the pricing in case you're curious about what you're going to be buying into here, if you if you're looking to get one of these Walt Disney World annual passes. Uh, the top line one, the Incredipass, Pass, which is like it has, it has everything going for it, yeah, no, no block, block out guys. dates, nothing. Uh, that one is going to run you about uh, $1,399. Right. So. Whew, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, that Sorcerer Pass, like I said, only good for DVC members and for those who live in the Florida area, Florida right. residents. Uh, that is $969. Mm-hmm. Comes with some blackout dates, but a lot less right. than some of the other ones. Yeah,
1: it's mainly the, the holiday The weeks. big holidays. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pirate Pass, which is the one that is the more reasonable one for, for reasonable is relative term, of course, <laughs> uh, that one's going to run you $749 and the Pixie Pass, which has been available and is still available for Florida residents only, a lot of blockout days, including I think every weekend is yes, block out on weekend, that one. Right. Uh, that one is $399. Yes. So um, as they said in this, please know uh, they're, looking, they're looking to make sure and provide a great experience for pass holders. So the quantity of passes will be limited. Uh, for each pass type so if you're thinking about this you may want to jump on it yeah. as early as possible
1: right right yeah because we've seen in the past with disneyland how the annual passes yeah did, and well disney world
0: too they go yeah, they'll go pretty out. quickly yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so uh moving on to our next story if you love magic band plus and disney cruise line well we have some good news for you because <laughs> uh, this from the disney parks blog they said Summer 2023 is bound to be action-packed for Disney Cruise Line guests. Not only are they celebrating their 25th anniversary with an exciting array of new themed offerings, but they are also excited to announce that the popular Magic Band Plus technology used at Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort will start making its way to Disney Cruise Line beginning with a preview opportunity on select Disney Wish sailings before it officially debuts. And at Disney Cruise Line, they're going to be calling it, and rather than Magic Band Plus, it's going to be called Disney Band Plus. Oh, very cool. Well, they
1: already had, like, Magic Bands for in the kids' area. Um, So it makes sense that they're, you know, expanding it to be able to let you get into rooms and things like that.
0: Yeah, I think this has been a long time coming. I think we've been hoping for this for a while. Uh, It seemed like it's something that was a possibility, but... We don't know what the sticking point was and why they weren't um, you right. know, putting them uh, through the uh, on the Disney ships, but now that's going to be happening. They say with Disney Band Plus, you'll be able to unlock the hands-free conveniences of wearable technology on the high seas for the first time on a Disney cruise with three Disney Cruise Line exclusive designs to choose from. Disney Band Plus will be the perfect accessory for your Disney cruise vacation. It'll make your unlocking your stateroom door, charging a sweet treat or souvenir or cocktail <laughs> uh, to your payment card on your stateroom folio, as easy as tapping your wrist. And no matter where your vacation takes you, you can be assured that Disney Band Plus is adventure proof. So you can wear it while you're in the pool, right. when you're snorkeling at Castaway Key, or when you're on the Aqua Mouse. It's nice. good for that. Uh, with one simple tap. This is also cool. Uh, You can also link your photos to your stateroom. So it makes it easy for you to view and purchase those photos during your cruise. You don't have to go uh, to shutters and check them out and, you know, try and find them there and everything. This will make it so much easier for you. So um, that's exciting. Also um, know that your Magic Band Plus will work on a Disney Dis- Cruise right, Line. Right. You do not need to purchase, I mean, they, they look cool. You may want to purchase a Disney Plan Plus, one of the new ones aboard Disney Cruise Line. But if you just want to keep the ones that you have, right. those will work when you're on board these yeah, ships. Yeah, those are recharge- the rechargeable kind. Mm-hmm. As the Disney band Pluses will right, be. Yeah, and yeah. The Same thing. Just, I would imagine, they didn't say this, I would imagine the same thing would go with Disney Band Plus once you get Side that you'll be able to use those at Walt Disney World oh, yeah. and right, everything. Right, so yeah. they will work together. Right, so, right.
1: that's cool. Right. Well, just like the, the ones that that you purchase for Disney World
0: will work at, Disney at Disneyland, and right. vice versa. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So good news, and that's yeah. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and I'm happy that that you won't have to carry your. I mean, it's good to carry your your card around right. with you anyway, but now you won't have to break it out. It's just yeah, right there on your wrist. Lot You'll lot be able easy. to yes. tap for your cocktails, tap for your snacks, tap for you know your photos, right. anything you want, and right. of course, getting the most important, getting into your stateroom.
1: Yes, exactly. So, so
0: cool. very cool. Uh, moving to a galaxy far, far away, there was a lot of exciting news from that area, Well, or from London, <laughs> which is where Star Wars Celebration 2023 is taking place, and that's we learned a lot of that this week. Uh, this is all coming from, or mostly coming from a Walt Disney Company and Lucasfilm press release. They say Star Wars Celebration kicked off its opening day in London with a nonstop series of announcements about some of Lucasfilm's most highly anticipated productions from Disney Plus original series such as Star Wars Ahsoka and Star Wars Skelet- Skeleton Crew to upcoming feature films including Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. Yeah. Some cool stuff that came out. I'm not going to get to nearly everything that was discussed right. here. I mean, you can go and find it everywhere. They're, they're posting all sorts of stuff all yeah, over social, social media, media, all over mm-hmm. stories, everywhere you can find them all. I'm just going to go through a few things that I thought were kind of exciting. Uh, I'm going to start with some of the shows that are coming to Disney Plus soon. Uh, How about Star Wars The Acolyte? They talked about Mm -hmm. this during that. They say this series will debut on Disney Plus in 2024. And they said it will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi master to investigate a series of crimes, but discovers that the forces... They confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. So that's yeah. it. Sounds yeah. intriguing for yes. sure. Yeah, sounds uh, deep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the biggest announcements that came from that portion of the panel is that Junus Suetamo, who you may know played Chewbacca mm-hmm. through much of the sequel trilogy as well as much of Solo, a Star right. Wars story. He'll be playing another Wookiee in this series. Yes. He's going to be a Jedi Wookiee by the name of Kel Naka.
1: Nice. I guess
0: he kind of walked out on the stage, uh, you know, in that outfit. So Very cool. Um, very cool that we're going to have a Jedi Wookiee. And yes. it's played by one of the greatest guys now in Star Wars. Right. Of course, he took over for another fantastic Star Wars guy, Peter Mayhew. Right. Um, yes. that, I'm very happy that he's returning to a galaxy far, far away.
1: Yeah. I'm totally, he was totally honoring Peter's experience mm-hmm. as, as that famous Wookiee. And you could tell he, you know, wanted to make sure he got it right. right. Well, he learned with Peter. He was right. there with
0: Peter for some of it as, you know, unfortunately uh, Peter couldn't do it as much as he mm-hmm. used to. And then uh, of course he passed away just right. a couple of okay. years ago, but uh, he was there alongside him. And so he learned, he was mentored by right. Peter Mayhew and yes. uh, what, what makes Chewbacca, you know, the lovable right. giant that we, we know. Of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, he, he, cool. he took up uh, the mantle and has done a very good job yes. with it for sure. So, uh, moving on to Skeleton Crew, which is a new, another new Star Wars series uh, that will be debuting on Disney Plus later this year. Mm. And we'll star uh, Jude Law in this one. So big name having yeah. this one. Uh, it will follow that this is what they say about this story It will follow the journey of four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe home planet, then get lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy finding their way finding their way home and meeting unlikely allies and enemies will be a greater adventure than they ever imagined. So that's kind yeah. of cool. I find so, yeah. it kind of interesting. Right, yeah. right. Sounds I'm like a coming of that. age kind of. Yeah, I think so, with uh, kind series? of Jude Law, yeah. I'm assuming as the kind of the mentor right, for them right. all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking forward to checking that one out. And Jude Law's such a great actor, and so I'm sure he'll do a fantastic right. job yeah. uh, with that show. Now on to the series that I care the most about, <laughs> that I am super excited about, and that is Ahsoka, the mm-hmm. Star, you know the Star Wars series. Not the posters, yes. Oh, the poster is great. The trailer, amazing, yes. amazing. Uh, they say this is they say this is uh, the highly the most highly anticipated Star Wars series, and I have to agree with that. That's the new one anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Favreau and filoni who of course put together the Mandalorian, right. are doing a lot with Star Wars now. Announced. Ahsoka, starring Rosario Dawson, who you've seen in The Mandalorian and mm-hmm. The Book of Boba Fett a little bit, right. uh, as as Ahsoka, it will premiere on Disney Plus in August of this year. So you yeah. got a you know a few Not more months longer. to wait, but it's yeah. coming up pretty quickly. It's set after the fall of the Empire. Ahsoka follows the former Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano as she investigates an emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy. Uh, Dawson unveiled a teaser poster that Michelle was talking about mm-hmm. for the series and was so then cool. joined on stage by co stars Natasha Lou Bordizo, who plays Sabine yeah. Wren. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who announced she plays Harrison Sindula. Oh, so cool. Yes. Star Wars Rebels fans yes, were going to get to see it's them so cool. all together again. Uh, with Chopper. Chopper, our mm-hmm. favorite I cantankerous know. droid. They even brought him out, the live action version of him so on stage, cool. yeah. and he was just as cantankerous <laughs> as you would expect him to be. It's so cool. Uh, the presentation concluded with the new teaser trailer that I was talking about. It's amazing. If you haven't checked it out yet, go find it on YouTube or whatever. It's fantastic. Also, they had an, the next day they had an Ahsoka Panel, And they announced that Lars Mikkelsen will be playing Grand Admiral Thrawn. He is also the same actor who voiced Grand Admiral Thrawn cool. in Star Wars Rebels. Nice. So that's another yes. tie in to Star yes. Wars Rebels, which we happen to be rewatching.
1: Right. By the way, just so by chance we were re- we've been rewatching that, yeah, not knowing these
0: announcements are coming up. So out. <laughs> we'll be doing it even more furiously yes. as we lead <laughs> up to this series because it's very exciting. Yeah, news.
1: so so such great news coming out. Yeah, you shared some things that I hadn't heard yet.
0: Yeah, so very cool, very cool. I uh, can't wait for that series. Ahsoka Tano is one of my favorite characters, as I know she is for many of right. you out there. Yes, she's fantastic. I can't wait to delve more into her story.
1: Yeah, and I just love how they're doing the series, how they're you know, you really are getting to know and appreciate more backstory of them and you know it just brings them to life even for sure. that much more
0: for sure so that that's it that's exciting stuff on to the star wars films firstly firstly we learned that return of the jedi mm-hmm. will be returning to the big screen for its 40th anniversary nice. that's exciting news i can't wait to see return of the jedi on the big screen again it'll be back in theaters for a limited run beginning on april 28th of this year, so yeah, you can. Yeah, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be in theaters, but I'm sure it's going to be through at least May the 4th, right? Right, know, from yes. then on. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's exciting stuff. So if you want to watch it on the 28th, if you want to wait for Star Wars Day and watch it, then right. either way, it's great that that is going to be back on the big screen because I'm sure there's many of you out there who never had the opportunity on, yeah. to see it on the big screen,
1: right? Yeah, no, I'm sure it'll be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we've already talked, we're going,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, we're trying to rally up some friends to go with yeah. us as well, to make it a big Star Wars Exactly. Right. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Um, Going back to the panels, Lucasfilm president, Kathleen Kennedy, then made the biggest announcements, three new Star Wars films that will be, are coming to the theaters in the coming years, that will be based on three different portions of the Star Wars timeline which are sure to confuse Michelle entirely. Exactly. She will never know where know. we are in the Star Wars
1: timeline. Especially since we keep watching, you know, sporadically <laughs> watching different things and like, wait a minute, was that before or during this right. thing?
0: It's yeah. tough when we were jumping around from like the Bad Batch and then we're now we're watching Star Wars Rebels yes. and then we're going to the Mandalorian. And it's like, where are we again? Where, where is this compared to the films? So I can understand why I'm sure that Michelle is not the only one who sometimes yes. gets confused <laughs> on where you are in the Star Wars timeline. <laughs> These are bound to throw you off even more. We'll start with one that's going to go back to the past of Star Wars. Kennedy announced that James Mangold will take audiences deep into 25,000 years into the past in the Star Crazy. Wars universe, telling the tale of the very first Jedi to wield the Force and harness it as a liberating power in the era of chaos and oppression. So, yeah, be that'll be very stuff. cool. Mm-hmm. The next film is one that is set to expand upon Star Wars storytelling that we're kind of experiencing right now. Dave Filoni will orchestrate the escalating war between the Imperial remnants and the fledgling New Republic. He, alongside producer, uh, John Favreau, they will bring together many of the threads we're seeing through these series nice. that we're experiencing mm-hmm. right now called the, they kind of called it the Mandoverse <laughs> into this giant cinematic event that will be this film. I think it's going to be the culmination. Right. Of it, kind of. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of cool. And finally, in what may have been the most exciting announcement for many fans, Kennedy revealed that Star Wars will head into the future with a new feature set 15 years after the last events of the Skywalker saga. Mm -hmm. So after the rise of Skywalker, director Charmaine Obeid Chinoy will tell the story of a rebuilding of the new Jedi Order and the powers that rise to tear it down the director then delighted fans by welcoming Star Wars veteran, yes, Daisy yeah. Ridley to the stage, confirming she will be reprising her role as Rey yeah. in the upcoming movie. That is so very exciting. Yeah, that that was so cool. And it's
1: it's great. I mean, especially since we're seeing these characters, you know, more and more in the parks and everything, to have some more tie-ins with, with films that the next generation of Star Wars
0: lovers can appreciate. There are so many young girls um, and boys. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's a very sexist comment. There are so many young people that are so, that have fallen in love with Rey and Rey is their Jedi. Yeah. You know, and so it's exciting to hear that her story is going to continue. It's been rumored for a while. um, When they announced her and they brought her out on stage, the crowd went bananas. Uh, It is very exciting. And I'm hoping you know, this rebuilding of the new Jedi order, we know that Finn has, right. he's a force, force wielder. He right. can, he can feel the force. Maybe Finn will also return. We haven't heard mm. that yet. We right. don't know if they've actually been in talks with John Boyega right. about um, reprising that role, mm-hmm. but either way, it's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm very, very excited. for Yeah. The film.
1: It's all great news for yeah. sure so
0: lots of stuff that came out of star wars celebration again i just barely just like our our, our disney parks <laughs> easter eggs i barely brushed the surface right. of what was happening out there um but it's always good news i love star wars celebration so much oh, it's so know. Positive yes, and so wonderful it is in a, it, in a community that can sometimes get so negative It's great to feel that Star Wars fan positivity that flows out of that event.
1: Right. And the fun that people have there, you know, not just in the cosplay, but just some of the activities. you know, that, that they do there. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, uh, can't wait for the next one. Hoping, I'm I'm really hoping, I'm sure they may have already announced this, where the next one's going to be. I'm hoping for Orlando. I mean, Orlando no, no. deserves to get it back. I mean, if it's in Anaheim, fine. We'll still go to Anaheim and right. check it out. Um, if it's somewhere else in the country, I'm sure there are lots of great places in the yeah. country. It's been in Chicago before. Um, we would go there too, but Orlando would be really convenient for be, us. Yes. In Orlando, it would be great to have it come back to Orlando. Right, exactly. Just in general. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave. Oh, Michelle well, has some stories. Well, that's right. I you forgot. Know,
1: yeah. I mean, not really, I guess, super big stories, but just a couple of announcements and, you know, from the uh, shareholder meeting this past week. Um, and I think a lot of people have, you know, seen probably the film clip, especially the one where Bob Iger kind of showed a little bit of what's going on at Epcot in the um, journey of water things there going on there under the construction mm -hmm. site. Um, But I guess the one piece of news that that linked up with that is that there is going to be a live action Moana film and that uh, Dwayne Johnson is going to be playing Maui just as he was the uh, voice actor in the animation uh, film. So that was pretty cool and exciting. Um, And then the other announcement that he made is the amount of money that, uh, that they're planning to invest. It literally is a
0: billion dollars. Yes,
1: a billion dollars <laughs> uh, at Walt Disney World and the amount of new, the thousands of new jobs that are going to be um, becoming available at Walt Disney World over the next several years. So that was really good news too, to see that the company is, um, you know, continuing to invest in Florida. Yeah, so
0: if you didn't hear what it is, you said $17 billion dollars. Like I said, a cabillion. Yes. Seventeen billion dollars and thirteen thousand. Right. Not 1, thirteen hundred. Thirteen thousand new jobs right. coming to the Walt Disney World area in the next uh, I think he said something like ten years. Right, um, right. So, so. Uh, that means everybody's speculating now. What does that mean? New park? Right. You know, a fifth yeah. door. Um, what does that mean? I, I, I with that much money, I, I can't imagine yeah. that doesn't mean a new park. I know definitely
1: it, is a, a lot of money. I mean, and you know, I know that they already have been investing in, you know renovating their um, resorts and mm-hmm. you know bringing those into you know more modern looks, et cetera and more comfort and you know, newer restaurants and newer items there. but this like you're saying, is it's got to be elevated to more than just refurbishing
0: I'm just speculating completely 100% I know nothing I I, if I were to guess 17 billion dollars we're talking probably a new park and at least three new resorts out yeah, of that yeah. along with other things that they're right, going to right. be doing and so, maybe an expansion on some of the um you know the monorail the right. skyliner yeah, something right. like something that too with, yeah, sure. again i know nothing um i'm just going to just just totally throwing it wildly out there right, is one yeah. I, I could see that's your happening. opinion of yes, what yeah. completely my opinion <laughs> yes. probably completely wrong <laughs>
1: no i know it makes sense it definitely makes sense cuz it is a, a a much larger chunk than what you would think of just sprucing up some things or adding one attraction here and there yeah
0: so. and by you know i mean resorts i you know probably one deluxe resort one moderate and maybe one more maybe budget some, resort. Yeah. something along those lines right, would be right. what i would be thinking so we'll see yeah. it's going to be interesting to find out how they're going to use that my man wonderful we'll find out some more at destination d23 right, this year September. Um, mm-hmm. you know and then whenever the next d23 event uh, happens the yeah, next d23 expo happens as well so, right it's fun. Uh, can't wait to find out. Now we're done with the Disney stories of the Sorry. week. And now we never leave you without giving you some sort of <laughs> tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do that, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome. She's fantastic. <laughs> she, and she kicks my butt in the bracket madness. You know, she does the best research. She has the best list, but she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. My tip um. It, you know it's something that we we
1: recently experienced and it has to do with mobile food ordering and you know uh you could wait till about the time you're ready to eat and put in a mobile order but we've we've sometimes experienced that, gee, we hadn't been thinking about food and now we want food. And when we're looking at the, the time slots that are available at the places we want to eat at, that it's a, a lot later than we had expected. And so we have to make the decision whether to wait that long or try something else. But what you can do is, even in the morning, you can make a mobile order for, for the evening. You know, if there is one of the, the restaurants that you, you're planning to, you know, one of the spots you really want to get food from, you can make that order and put it for a, a later time of the day. And then as your day is, is going through and, and you, know, you may see that you might want it a little earlier or a little later, you can modify those times. You could actually cancel it too. But you could modify it um, because one of the other things we've experienced is we've picked a time and as we're putting in our order, suddenly that time slot isn't available. And they're like, OK, now you got to wait another 20 minutes or, or 30 minutes till the next available time slot. So if you already have your food order in there and you want to make a change, you're just selecting a time slot. You don't have to repeat and enter all that information about what food you want, which especially if you're a larger family or larger group and you're trying to put everything in that can take some time and and make something happen. So, um, if there's a particular place that has mobile order that, you know, you want to eat at, then make that early in the day and, you know, make that reservation and put all those orders through. And again, you can cancel it and not be charged. Um, up but, until your window. Right. Yeah. So go ahead and, and have that available so that you can, you're just making some minor adjustments to time slots as yeah. you see your day progressing.
0: Yeah. Especially like during those busiest times, like, you know, what you would speculate would be lunchtime right. or dinner time for most people. Yes. Um, those are the times that, especially at some of the more popular restaurants, mm-hmm. that you'll see uh, some of those quick service uh, times, some of those um, uh, windows. Yeah. Some of those windows. Thank you. Uh, Windows be go away pretty quickly. And before you know it, you're like, well, it's 1130 or it's noon and I wanted to have lunch now, but now it's, I can't order this thing that I want till 430. Right. You don't want that. Yeah. Um, If if there's something that you really know right off the bat, Michelle is completely right. Order it at your earliest opportunity when you think about it and you can get that window that you like for sure. So great tip, Michelle's tip, always the best tip. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, my tip this week, as we mentioned, Walt Disney World annual passes are going to go back on sale on April 20th for Mm -hmm. most of you, for DVC members, April 13th. And if you're thinking about multiple visits to the most magical place on earth in a 12 month period, you may want to jump at that chance because those we've seen them sell out Mm -hmm. fairly quickly. They're likely to do that again and because they're trying to, you know, just make it so it's not crazy. They're trying to make the guest experiences the best they possibly can and control it a little bit more. So just know that going in. Now you may be concerned. Yeah, I want to buy this thing, but my trip isn't for three months, six months or whatever. I don't want to buy this thing. And then I only get six months of use out of my annual pass. Well, you don't need to worry about that because once you purchase your annual pass, it, that the clock does not start ticking on it until you actually use it for something. So it won't start for three months, six months, whenever that trip is, then you finally actually scan into a park using that annual pass. Exactly. So So you don't need to worry about it. You're losing, you're paying for three months, six months, whatever, even just a week that you're not, you know, you're not using. So if that helps you on your decision. Right, yeah, as long as you're not renewing. Right. Right, exactly. When your renewal when, will start. As soon as you renew. As soon as well, you renew. Well, once, once your other annual pass runs out. Right, right. Yeah. Unless you're upgrading. Right, that's true. That's true. So, um, and, and if you're trying to decide, renewals tend to be a little less expensive, you know, So you can decide on how you want to approach on that, whether you're buying a new pass, whether you want to renew, but also know this going forward for the future that if you have your annual pass, you're trying to decide whether you just want to purchase tickets or an annual pass and you have some more trips planned even farther into the future, that renewing that annual pass will be cheaper than buying a new one later on as well. So know that going in. That's it for this week. Next week, well, we're making another Walt Disney World trip. And this one is extremely exciting because we'll be checking out Happily Ever After (laughs) for the first time since its return, for the first time since July of 2021. Wow. It was the last time we saw it. And we're going with a dessert party package as well. And I think we'll also be heading to Epcot for a little flower and garden fun. So we'll be telling you all about our trip, right. what we experienced, happily ever after, the dessert party, flower and garden, everything on our next episode. Right. We're also experiencing a studio at Copper Creek for the first time. That's right. We, so we've, we'll we've done their cabins.
1: That. Now we're going to try <laughs> the studio. We're, <laughs> we're downgrading a bit. <laughs> Copper Creek Cabins,
0: <laughs> a deluxe studio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's all right. For one night, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. we're excited to try it all and tell you all about it. Uh, as for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. So the very best place to find us is on our own website, com. Also, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you're on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah, share some of your fun that's going on too. For sure, for sure. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast or just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video and if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. And if you really want to
1: help out our podcast, we'd love and invite you to become a Patreon. Uh, we have plans starting as low as just two bucks a month. Yeah. So pennies a day. <laughs> just pennies a day. Just pennies a day. She knows I love that. She knows I love that. But, anyways, we really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, for if sure. You become that and you get some some stuff from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do. You yeah. do. get some swag out of it. Yeah. we becoming a Patreon member. So. And if you want to get some more swag, go to our Spreadshirt shop. Um,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. Have
0: links in all our social media accounts. There's a Linktree account there. You can find a way to get in there. Hoping to d- develop that new shirt here pretty soon. Yeah. New logo. Not new, complete logo, but a new shirt logo or item logo. Nice. Up soon, so. Yeah. We'll see if I get some time for that coming up soon. Anyway, I digress. Thank you for listening to (laughs) another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.